to play this week. Uh, oh yeah, you got Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger, is, is that side of your life? Yeah, that's my review for this week. So we've used up the the uh, space filler already. We're back in the summer drought? Yep. Uh, but you know, yeah, I, I, I had Remnant 2, but that's the review I'm writing this week, so I need to play something new this week as well. Have I told you about our Lord and Savior Pikmin 4? It is oh very good. God. It is very good. It's so good, it made the art for this episode. And that just might be because I was the one who requested that. Well, God knows why, because uh, this is supposed to be about games over the course of 2023 that need more love, not games that just came out. Not I thought we were love. talking about indie games. We're talking about mostly indie games, with the okay. caveat of a little... Of a little a little uh a little pikmin hello chat welcome to Hi, chat. something else uh i'm yard to joined by marty sleever and Toffee's welcome over on the floor staring at me oh he, look at he, feels, he came back from the vet earlier i think he might feel betrayed oh no just a random checkup or anything bad no just a random checkup okay well, that's and stuff. do you want to come up do you want to come up you're quite welcome oh I think Toffee is one of the most underappreciated games of 2024, 2023, whatever year this year is. Oh my God, I don't know what year it is. Mm, and I could do without the micropayments. Ah! <laughs> anyway, uh, well, part of the reason we're talking about uh, le lesser known and indie games from the mm -hmm. year is because my ZP Dave the Diver review is up. So that's the one game we won't be talking about. No. And that seems like it's one of, I feel like there's been... In my mind, three indie games that have uh, 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 broken through and sort of become big talking points this year. Mm -hmm. And I think Dave the Diver is one of them. Do you do you know what the other two I'm thinking of would be? Well, Dave the Diver certainly mysteriously gotten a big profile somehow. Yeah, it has. Uh, uh, the second would be another another nautical themed game that you did a review for. Was it Dredge? It was Dredge. I feel like that's one. Maybe I'm just talking about games we've talked about a lot because we've talked a lot about Dredge. And then another game uh, that you have not done a ZB for, even though a lot of people have wanted you to, that came out very early in the year uh, and involved a whole tower made of pizza. Oh, Pizza Tower. Yeah. Pizza Tower. I can't believe that was this year. That was January. That was so long ago. Hmm. Well, uh, oh, finally joining us, are you? Uh, yeah, as I keep saying, I've played it. It's mm -hmm. certainly striking. It's got some good animation, some good uh, visual style, yeah, yeah, especially if you're into fucking Nickelodeon cartoons from the 90s. I was going to say, it feels like um, someone who just mainlined uh, Ren and Stimpy cartoons in their youth. I get more of a cow and chicken vibe. I get some cow and chicken in there too. Man, people will talk about cow and chicken. If we no, want to talk about... about Nickelodeon cartoons that need more love. Count chicken. Yeah. But, you know, I just can't stick with it. I think it's possible the whole timing aspect kind of stresses me out too much. It is an extremely stressful game. Uh, yeah. Especially, I mean, the second half of every level, like, the music picks up, the timer starts going. It's, it's yeah, it's like, it's it's stress in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I don't, the same reason I never gave much time to Five Nights at Freddy's. Maybe I don't like being stressed when I play a game. I don't, yeah, I don't blame you. You like Souls games, though. Aren't Souls games kind of stressful? At least boss fights in Souls games? Well, you know, 
uh, flinging yourself against a boss over and over again for an hour's end can actually be quite relaxing. Yeah, I guess it's not a timing thing, right? It's like... No, it's just... Yeah. You know, just gradually chip away at this brick wall. Yeah. Until you'll get, you can make a hole big enough to get through and you're knee-deep in brick dust. It's yeah. It's almost a contemplative experience, I suppose. Yeah, I can, uh, I can, I can see that. Yeah, it's funny how you've you've talked about how uh, the original Dark Souls is like a comfort food game for you to to go back, and even as depressing as the world is, it it feels familiar and kind of nice to go through. Yeah, use it to come down from a bad LSD trip once. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that's we, for another episode. Why don't we get it out of the way and you tell me what's so great about Pikmin Four? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, so with the caveat that I'm only about 11 hours into it, um, I think uh, Nintendo has done this amazing thing of uh, taking Pikmin 3 Deluxe, which was uh, just a really great, felt like a culmination of, of the ideas that the series has been building towards. Uh, and they uh, expanded it in a lot of really smart ways that um, a lot of times if you throw too many systems at a game, it starts getting bogged down, which... Um, you know, I'm sure you'll, you, you might talk about, uh, later this week with Dave, the diver, um, Ooh, members think? can already check out that review, maybe just a little bit, <laughs> that, that phone, there's a lot of apps on that phone. Let me tell you. Mm. Um, but in, uh, in Pikmin, all of the systems kind of work in harmony together to create this really, um, really great feedback loop. And it, it, to me, it has kind of epitomized the, uh, just one more round gameplay, uh, in, in. 2023 um just one more night because you want to go out you want to make a little more progress in the world you want to see if you can uh get another underground dungeon you want to meet a couple of your side quest goals um and all of that is feeding into the core sense of progression uh and uh, aesthetically i think it might be up there with luigi's mansion 3 as just the fucking best looking games on on switch it's it's kind of incredible how great this little diorama world looks. Um, well, so if, if anyone... Nintendo's first party games can't look good on Switch, what hope does anyone else have, I suppose? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. I think that's pretty much the only good things, uh, the only things that would look good on Switch because uh, I tried, re I was replaying Oxenfree, the original Oxenfree on Switch um, mm. recently, and it was just chugging along. I'm like, how is this? How is the Switch having trouble running this game? What, 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 are, you, what, are, we, what are we doing, Switch? So how does Pikmin um, 4 compare to Pikmin 3? Because I've played that. How much um, has the gameplay been mixed up? uh somewhat i i'll say uh there's there's new wrinkles thrown in which uh uh impact pretty much everything you do including uh there's new pikmin there's the ability to stay out at night and do night missions because before pikmin is when the sun goes down you have to go on your rocket ship and that's the end of the day uh if you go out at night you sort of uh have to do these kind of tower defense uh segments uh and plus you have a large dog with you an alien dog with you the whole time that slowly grows and evolves and you upgrade throughout the game so but can sort of added, you pet the dog you ride the dog that's not the same you jump on his back and then like a hundred of your pikmin all jump on him and it's very cute and he doggy paddles it is wonderful let Even me tell you sorry for the dog uh he seems to enjoy it i think well, he enjoys it well, yeah i'll take your word for it incidentally <laughs> uh take a goal look over our heads to see the adventurer's nice side quest season three goal we're still working towards that just uh, wanted to remind you all of that because uh, uh, because that's the side quest that i get to be on yeah. oh my god jesse and amy got to have one so it's only fair that me and casey get to be on one as well 
incredible. I think this is this is a this is a scoop. This is a scoop that I don't think anyone knows any of the cast members on it. So now you know oh. too. There oh, okay. you go. I don't know how secret that was. But, yeah. I think Nick said we could talk about that. At least oh. that part of it. Oh, so well, that's exactly. Nick says. Yeah. As long well, as Nick, Daddy said so. I don't like Nick and Daddy in the same in the same sentence. As long so as we need to... Big Daddy Nick says it's okay. Ooh. Ooh, Big Daddy Nick. I'm not sure how I feel about any of this. <laughs> I don't know if I like this. Well, <laughs> well maybe I'll check out Pikmin 4 this week because I've got bugger all else to play. It's very good. Well, maybe uh, throughout this episode, we'll be able to give each other some some underplayed games. You won't want to go back yeah, and do any thought. of these for, for 3MRs, or for uh, ZP, but uh, I bet uh, by the end of this episode, I guarantee there will be at least one game everyone in the audience hasn't heard of, but they're interested in. That's a bold okay. guarantee. Well, why don't I very quickly talk about Viewfinder? Because I still yes. might do a review on that, but if I do, yeah. I am going to need to pair it up with something. Yeah. Because I've Played because I was looking forward to that. I played it at GDC, and uh, That's right. it's one of those games where you just play it for a bit and it goes, "Oh, crikey, oh blimey, how did they do that?" They've yeah, done it's some a very really, good demo. They've done some really amazing stuff with game mechanics in that. Uh, so I was looking forward to that one to see how they made the most of it. And uh, but there was a little nagging thought in my head that said this could just be a subliminal situation, superliminal situation. <laughs> where they show us the tech demo and we're all like, oh my god, that's crazy amazing. And then it turns out there's not actually that much of a game in it. And uh, long story short, that was kind of the case. I played through Viewfinder in three hours yep. and just went, oh, well, I guess we're done with that then. So what do you like? What do you think was lacking from it? Because I did the same thing. I played it in like two settings, and I really enjoyed the fact that it was in and out of my life. Because I feel well, I like I suppose it's it was easy to slot into my schedule, but you know that's a me yeah. thing. I just yeah, feel I, like I feel like it needed a twist, like how Portal has the twist halfway through, where it turns out Glados uh, is evil. I feel like it needed yeah. something like that. Yeah, because it introduces um, the sort of the, the the framing device of uh, what um, what is actually going on, why you're in these kind of weird worlds that are just floating in the ether uh, pretty early on. But um, that just felt like a garnish to me. Like I was never yeah. really invested, and in, you're sort of learning about who are these scientists, and yeah, you don't I wanna... really, I don't really care too much. Yeah, if they did the first thing with these, like uh, the real world visit, yeah. I wanted them to do more with that. I wanted to explore. I wanted to have like the opportunity to leave the game and explore the quote-unquote real world a bit more. Yeah, I never yeah. really came back to it until the very end, and not in a very satisfying way. I felt like the progression of puzzles, though, were really good. I feel like um, every time oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it felt like I wrapped my head around the ideas that they were presenting me, they they toyed with the idea of perspective in a new way, and they like really. Man, they just really covered every corner of of sort of the concept of perspective in a first person puzzle game. Uh, in, it's in funny, really impressive ways. It's funny to think of it as a puzzle game because in the end, I think it was more of a come up with an interesting solution game. Because it felt like there was yeah. really like one specific thing you had to figure out. Yeah, like literally, I can think of only one time in the game where it was like you see sort of writing on a wall. Yeah. And it uh, corresponds to how to solve a particular puzzle at the other side of the level. But um, yeah, it is, especially if you're using the camera. It is you trying to be like, there are certain times where I completed a puzzle and I wasn't sure 
it, it felt almost like completing certain shrines in uh, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Everyone take a drink. I brought up Zelda. Well, well that's um, kind of the idea, isn't it? Like, uh, there's a solution we have in mind, but we've set things up so you could come up with your own solutions if you want. That's a good thing, right? That's a yeah, that's, that's a feature, a, not a bug. Exactly. That's a good thing. Yeah. But uh, I don't, as I said, I don't want to dwell on that because I still might ZP it. Yeah. Uh, as I say, paired with something else. And at the moment, if I was pairing it with something, I'd probably lean towards Crime O'Clock. Did you play Ooh. Crime O'Clock? I did. I've played about, uh, I've only played about 90 minutes of it, but that's uh, that's an interesting uh, uh, puzzle game to, to pair it with. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Again, we won't talk about it too much, but... I was a little bit disappointed. Nick, in particular, was really trying to sell that one to me because he saw the GDC. I didn't get the chance. And he was like, you'd probably really like it. It's like detective stuff. Yeah. Shit that I like. Yeah, it's like a, a, you're solving time crimes in a yeah. Where's Waldo book. Yeah, it's very Where's Waldo. Yeah. But in the end, I was disappointed by it because it feels like it's a game that never takes the training wheels off. It's always yep. uh, like talking you through. Like the whole yeah. sequence of the stuff you need to do. I felt like that in the first 90 minutes, and I was hoping it would um, stop doing that, but uh, yeah. I kept playing it, it for a while. I wasn't, I'm not sure what percentage I'm through on it. The, the other really annoying thing was that uh, if you got a cloud save, then you can't restart from scratch. I had to get an extra key for the game to have on my own personal account because I couldn't find a way to reset the game on the escapist account. Oh, that's annoying as hell. What 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 happened to games? Just used to have several save slots. Like, how is yeah. that not a, just a, a thing games, that a lot of uniform. games still do controversially? Yeah. Um, that's silly. That's silly. Everyone needs yeah. that. Should be if we make a big list of of uh, reasons people go to gamer jail. Um, that's one of the reasons. You gotta yeah. you gotta put these save slots in there. No, uh, yeah, a lot of the first person game. Yeah, that's um, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, a lot of these games, uh, some of these games that I'm going to mention today, I like, I love, I, I love with all my heart. Other ones are really interesting hooks that um, might not totally pay off, but things that I think if if the hook is interesting to you is is definitely worth um, worth putting up with. And I think things like Viewfinder and Crimal Clock, like if the if the core hook of the game uh, uh, is it seems like something you dig, then I think it's worth it for you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, uh, well, I just nominated a couple of games. Do you want to nominate one? Yeah, let me toss uh, earlier in the year. I'm not sure if you got a chance to play this uh, season, A Letter to the Future. Ah, uh, yes. I did play this for a while. Uh, yeah. Didn't see it through in the end. But yep. uh, yeah, I played it up to the bit where it sort of opens up, where you get to this sort of circular... The main area. sort of hub hub world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm dropping so, a link to yeah. these games as we talk about them in the chat as well. Uh, Season is uh, a a um, a really gorgeous, uh, not open world, but once you get past the initial area, it has like a, a large area to explore. Um, kind of an exploration game about saying goodbye to a dying world. You're in this um, yeah. 
like not, not, pre-apocalyptic. Not, yeah, not so much in the Dark Souls sense. More sort no. of it's it's very walking sim me. It's very walking sim. It's a biking sim, which is yeah. nice. Um, but uh, it's it's one of those games that as I played it, because the game is mostly you're taking photographs of things, which is becoming a, a kind of a burgeoning genre that I really like. Uh, I have one well, game I'll talk yeah. about later, but stuff like Alto's Odyssey and Toem and Umarangi Generation. Well, and so for so Pokemon long, Snap. video games have only had shooters for looking at thing and pressing the button. Yeah. And photography is like the only thing that works, the only other thing that works in that format, isn't it? it is, I guess it is a really familiar, it's like familiar muscle memory, but instead of killing the thing, you are uh, preserving it for uh, for all time. There you go. Um, it's a nice shooter. It's, it is a nice, it's, yeah. It's nice shooter <laughs> mechanics. Because previously exactly. the only thing, the alternative was throwing food at animals so that they stopped trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, what, I, what, what games kind of started? Because there's games where like the photography was a small part of it, like Wind Waker, um, yeah. Beyond Good and Evil, right? You were like a photo a photo journalist. Um, yeah. But it seems like uh, uh, recently there've been a lot of games where that's the that's the core focus. Um, mm. This game, when I was playing it, it's a pretty short game too. It's only like six hours or so. Uh, it wasn't. It it didn't like really leave a leave a huge impression at the time. But it's a game I keep thinking about months after I finished it, which means something was going on there. And you're pretty much riding around this valley on the cusp of some major sort of world change that it sounds like it's like the end of an era. And they're, they're pretty oblique with like what's actually going on. And it seems like it's like, I don't yeah. know if people, everyone's going to die and be reborn or what's going on. But you sort of have to talk to the last couple people living in this valley and you hear about their stories and their life. And your, your goal is to kind of make this, um, scrapbook that's like a diary of the end of this mm. world and it's uh it's it's i don't know just like a really kind of touching and and poignant little story that um like i said didn't didn't leave a huge impression at the time but clearly has done something right because i just keep thinking about it months later i guess i was um i feel a little uh cynical about games that try to get you to be creative and this game was trying to get you to like, populate your scrapbook with whatever memories you want. And I'm like, I kind yeah. of, I could have preferred if there was a challenge aspect to it. Like you had to put, uh, it, like it judged your aesthetic taste for, for laying the scrapbook. Yeah, I mean, it's that funny might for sound the first. Weird. Maybe I'm no, no, I my, totally get it. This is my knee jerk anti walking sim attitude creeping in. Or the for the first area of the game i was like "Ooh, i'm gonna really take a lot of time to do this scrapbooking thing and then i got to the second area and i'm like i'm gonna take less time doing the scrapbooking thing and by the time i got to the big open area i was like i just want to talk to the characters and see the cool shit i really don't care about my scrapbook anymore so, so. The, the lack of challenge is what makes me not want to engage with the creative stuff i've been playing remnant 2 for okay. review and that's the sort of game where I think I would want to make an in-game scrapbook because, you know, I feel I really do feel like an explorer in that game. There's so much interesting stuff to to find in with the I, setup of being a like a dimensional traveler and every dimension has its own issues. Yeah. I feel like Elden Ring would a game. More games can use scrapbooking mechanics. Well, they've the all right got photo mode now, haven't they? Yeah. Drawing yeah. The, like the so everyone can have their nice screenshots. Yeah. Their, yeah. Their media puff pieces. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, a uh, probably related uh, another... to probably, is, is there a, like a link to streaming there, uh, like the scrapbooking Ooh. and photo mode mechanics in games and uh, streaming stroke social media. Is yeah, like play I... game. Is that how the kids play games now? 
Yeah, like you can't. I, I hear people saying like, oh, I can't play this game because I got to save it for a stream. And I'm like, can you just enjoy something on your own? I guess, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people it's are like guilty for that. It's you? like people who have to Instagram every meal they have. Um, yeah, yeah. exhausting company. Don't you just ever eat like ugly slop? You got. If you're going to take pictures of one meal, you should have to take pictures of every meal. All of your ugly slop. So Let you me see, your to see my beans on toast? Yeah. I have I, when the kids and the wife are out and I got to feed myself somehow exactly you see yeah you you bring your bindle to the living room and i just yeah. assume you're like a boxcar hobo in this scenario yes um, my office in the backyard is a boxcar <laughs> yeah you take your bindle back there uh another game that uh i think i liked the concept more than the execution was storyteller did you please that was on my list i was going to bring that up next because Ooh, there you go I, I fit that under the same heading as Crime O'Clock and Viewfinder as under, pu- under puzzle games. Yeah. Because I, I really like this one. Um, I never got around to reviewing it, probably because, again, it's a little insubstantial. Mm-hmm. But I really liked the concept that you have to sort of place... Uh, you have to place, basically, storyboards in order. And the mm-hmm. order you place them in changes the status of the characters. So if you place, like, the storyboard showing someone's death early on, and that character's dead for the rest of the story, and if you put them in a scene, it'll be their ghost or yeah. whatever. And so you got to sort of the the idea is to sort of create the story requested along the top of the screen by placing the events in the correct order. Yeah, yeah, using a handful of elements like a yeah. knife and poison and a wedding and then different scenes and different characters. And sometimes it'll be something like you know X murders Y. Sometimes yeah. it'll be like um, X murders his brother in revenge, mm-hmm. and uh, you got to sort of put the pieces in order to tell that story. Yeah, like what event would cause the person to want to have revenge on his brother? And so it's yeah. like the first two characters get married, but then the brother falls in love with the wife. But first, you've got to so. establish that they're brothers. So you've got to show their parents falling in love. Yeah, yeah. Establishing that they're both uh, the sons of that couple. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun if you like, uh, you know, puzzles and uh, reasoning. The puzzles that yeah. test your sort of reasoning and. Uh, continuity skills i was i was gonna say almost like your i mean it's called storyteller but like your ability to sort of uh strip away the core elements of a of a traditional narrative and see like kind of see the code behind them uh dr orvs or or derves or derves uh in the chat mentioned framed was similar did you play framed like jesus seven or eight years ago rings a bell hang on yeah it was uh you sort of had these uh comic strips and you would have to put them in specific order to be like uh, how someone escapes from the cops during a during a chase scene. And so you take these specific uh, comic strips of like climbing a ladder to get to the top of the building and then jumping across the building. And then, oh, I see. You know, yes, that's quite a lot through, like you know. storyteller, isn't it? There's two yeah, of them. There's yeah. framed and framed two. The uh, the way they got framed got on my uh, radar was because uh, a close personal friend of the show Hideo Kojima um, uh, <laughs> was going gaga about it and kept tweeting about it. This is before Kojima started hobnobbing with the likes of uh, Mads Mikkelsen. So, sorry, I was just uh, looking at the Steam page. You might have caught some audio from the trailer for a second there. Uh, yeah, I think framed. I think it was like a solo Australian developer as well. So um, that was a cool one. Oh, do you know who? Because I might know them. I don't. Um, uh, no, I don't. Hang on. I'll double check that page. Love Shack Entertainment. Okay, well. Uh... 
Jonathan Boggs? Do you know? No, Joshua Boggs. Um, Not a solo developer. Doesn't ring a bell. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, I have a bunch of other games. Do you want me to just keep going down my games? Do you have a game you want to jump to? Uh, well, my next one was Storyteller, but I got some more. Um, yeah. Oh, Killer Frequency. Did you have a go at Killer Frequency? I did Frequency? not, no. I, I saw a couple of people in chat mentioning that. Um, I have not played that, no. It's an interesting thing. Uh, people mentioned it to me, recommended it to me, because I like games like Not For Broadcast. Sure. Uh, basically, you're a radio DJ in a DJ booth. And uh, for contrived reasons, you've also been handed the job of fielding 9-11 calls because you live in a small town where all the resources are stretched thin. Okay. And there's a killer on the loose. Oh, no. There's a killer on the loose in town. So you have to field calls from people who are, like, being uh, stalked by the killer. And you have to use information that you've got in the office around you, like the map of the town and some other things, uh, like a, a manual for how to restart an engine etc and you have to use those scraps of information to sort of figure out the correct answer to help save these people from the killer oh that sounds really neat yeah it's i'm probably making it sound neater than actually was in execution because again it's sort of low on the actual gameplay tasks like uh, what not for broadcast was so i'm looking at it now it's surprising that this is a first person game i was thinking this would be just like a bunch of menus like lo-fi but you're actually like existing inside of the radio station yeah yeah and you got to like play records and stuff and there's sort of like a work sim element to it where you have to play records stuff but the game just but there's no real like challenge aspect to it the game will just wait until you figure out how to put records on the turntable and press the button it feels like a vr game might have been intended for vr uh yeah it's looking like this uh it, it looks vr-ish to give you a better sense of the space and everything yeah and uh in the end the actual gameplay of helping like save people from the killer just comes down to picking the right dialogue option from choices but you need to like as i say find information to uh make sure you can guess in an educated fashion interesting this seems pretty okay and this just came out it's beginning of june as well yeah. yeah this is one that's been on my um it's been on my radar and i think we have in the account but um it's it's been just a really fucking busy year especially with big meaty triple a games um mm. i think i think one of the reasons there hasn't you know we mentioned those kind of three standout indies at the top but the reason there hasn't been you know last year by this point we had kind of like a neon white that everyone was talking about but this year we've had so many big triple a games just kind of taking up the oxygen of conversations from uh you know stuff like uh, resident Evil 4 remake and diablo and street fighter and zelda and, and jedi survivor and everything that um yeah a lot of these a lot of these smaller games kind of slip through the cracks which is why um it's cool to shine a shine a little spotlight on them mm. well uh, the diver doesn't seem to need the help no at least at least when it comes to us because we uh we've covered it on stream and gabbed about it uh, uh just uh, we won't shut up about it to be honest uh, another game I won't shut up about, uh, which is very different from uh, Killer Frequency, is Lone Fungus. I think mm. I've talked about this game earlier in the year. Um, it is uh, it is uh, unabashedly a Hollow Knight clone. And just like Haiku the Robot last year, uh, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, though, because I think if you can imitate something that's really good and you can imitate it well enough, 
then I'm kind of happy playing one of these games every year. Um, it is uh, This one is a solo dev. I just threw the link in the chat. Um, as you can probably tell by the title, you play as this, this cute little uh, pixel uh, uh, mushroom man going around a mushroom world. And uh, again, core the core combat feels a lot like Hollow Knight with your, with your sword and with uh, sort of using the sword to to bounce off enemies, to to fight bosses, to fight single enemies. Health and and saving and uh, charms are are used in the same way as Hollow Knight. But uh, mm-hmm. as someone who's patiently waiting for Silk Song to come out, I feel like if one of these comes out every year, I will gladly uh, take my time. And so last year was all about Haiku the Robot. This year for me is all about Lone Fungus. Certainly looks Lone Devi. It is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Recent reviews have been mixed, which makes you wonder if there's been an update people didn't like. I feel like that's the case because the thing is, like, throughout the first week the game came out, I had a couple problems with it, and almost every day he was updating it, and every day, uh, like, one of those problems was kind of getting patched, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, oh, fast travel's working better, and like, oh, this like hang up on a loading screen is, is see, this done. Is the most this is the most stressful time for a loading dev when the game's out. And everyone's coming up with the bugs that you didn't find because you don't got the resources to test it. And then, yeah. you, then you get really stressed out and have to keep putting out new updates to fix all the little bugs people find. And the bug yeah. fixing has a way of creating more unknown bugs. That's why it's yeah. smart to work with a publisher when you're making solo indie games. It would be yeah, nice if I had one, but uh, that's something things, we're working on. Doing things by yourself seems... Um seems terrifying and like you said like if you try to fix one thing you can turn around and all of a sudden 15 things are broke behind you which yeah. uh would be would be mortifying it also sucks that like i don't yeah i don't know the reasoning i do like it definitely didn't have those mixed reviews recently so it had or when i was playing it earlier in the year so it has to be something recent but like um the the most conversation i've seen around viewfinder earlier this week was or last week was a viral clip went out of really early on in the game like your the, the the kind of the voice in your ear uh when you first uh rewind time says something like oh my god are you rewinding time i can't believe it and they've isolated that one clip and it's the like everyone's like oh this is forespoken too and i watched that clip and it got like fucking millions of views and i watched it and i'm like i literally do not remember this line in the game it was so early and so inconsequential that like I kind of just tuned out the the spoken dialogue in the game because that's I, I, me not the important thing in the game. I kind of remember it, but yeah, but the like, dialogue's not that interesting. No, it's the, the dialogue isn't great, but it's also like the people being like, "Oh, this is this is the this is the reason these games are failing is because of shitty dialogue about this." And I'm like, "Why isn't anyone showing the like amazing puzzles in this game and like the crazy aha moments? Like that's what the game actually is." And it kind of sucks that everyone jumped on this one clip of shitty dialogue that i just honestly yeah. don't even remember i didn't hear about that but yeah, yeah and, it would be yeah. a shame if that uh, overshadowed the game but yes. we were talking about uh lone fungus uh, yeah. or we were done talking about lone fungus i was done talking about it. what do you got well funnily enough one of the games i had on my list was smushy come home which oh is yeah so a game in which you play a mushroom yeah this one's uh, not a hollow night like though it's no. uh it's a nice exploration game third person triple 3d where you're a mushroom trying to solve little puzzles to get home yep and i guess i didn't play it very long because it really didn't feel like it was going to get any teeth anytime soon 
It does not. No, it is. Uh, it is very toothless. It's it's kind of cut from the same mold as uh, a short hike in last mm-hmm. year's uh, Little Gator game, which um, kind of really just charming little three D like bite sized collectathons. Um, yeah, I think especially nice maybe suffered from the perspective it shows because uh, the scenery gets kind of samey, and it's yeah difficult to keep track of where you've been and where you haven't. Yeah, it's funny because a short hike and little gator game are set in very small, compact worlds that have like a bit of density to them in terms of like characters and you trying ultimately trying to like climb a mountain in both games. Uh, Smushy kind of felt like it was almost biting off a little more than it could chew in terms mm-hmm. of here's different biomes and and here's caves and stuff like that where it seems like um, if if uh, if the game is trying to do something small if it maintains that small stature then uh something like that works works better for me well counterpoint something like season is uh deliberately spreads out its interesting points in order to yeah. create a sort of zen effect of, of of having the long travel time in between things yeah of hopping on your bike and and you know pedaling down the road or down a path and yeah. suddenly you see a monument in the in the uh show up on the horizon and you're slowly going towards there and i guess yeah i guess it's to to you sort of to think about your journey so far mm-hmm. which works in some games yeah like journey for example interesting contrast there yeah um speaking of small games uh my favorite 10 minute game of the year is uh pineapple on pizza which I uh, is free. Check that out, and everyone keeps bringing this one up. It is. Uh, I put the link in the chat uh, along with all the other games. It is a free game on Steam. Uh, it is about ten minutes uh, to sort of describe anything would be a, a disservice because the game is ultimately um, fucking. It is same trailers. Why do they have to keep <laughs> auto unmuting themselves? Uh it is uh yeah but it's uh, you're you're on an island and you are exploring an island and it's 10 minutes and it's a first person game there's nothing you really do to uh to to interact with the world around you but uh apparently you jump scared a lot of people with the pineapple on pizza music which is very yeah, funny. jump scared me just then <laughs> um but yeah i i recommend anyone it's literally 10 minutes and it's it's free um All right, uh, fine, check it out I'll check it out it's, like it's, it's charming. Like I said, it has... A, oh, oh, are you going to have uh, pineapple and pizza for lunch? Probably not. Okay. I guess I'm uh, digging my heels in on playing Pikmin 4. But, oh, you know, well, we've I'll got a right. whole summer to kill. That is true. Well, we do have uh, coming up in uh, about a week is Baldur Gate, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, which yeah, is supposedly really 12,000 hours. And I don't know why. I kind of really don't see myself getting into that one either. And I definitely won't have enough time to play it to a point that uh, you could probably review it from. Uh, You don't have 900 hours? Afraid not. Not in the course of a week, no. (laughs) Not in the course of my life. I'm pretty Um, sure a week doesn't have 900 hours in the course of a week. I think that's that's true. Um, What else do you got? I have pie and palm pizza. What else do you got? Ooh. Did you play The Last Worker? Uh, I played the demo of The Last Worker. Um, it was not intrigued enough to play the full game. But tell Speaking people of the games that absolutely feel like they were intended to be VR. Oh, yeah. 
The Last Worker is a game where you're like uh, the, the last human worker in basically an Amazon XP. Yeah. Uh, and you float around the um, factory warehouse from a first-person perspective, mounted on a sort of hover chair. That's how you know it's a VR intended. And you have to pick up boxes and put them in the right delivery chute. So it's got that sort of post-dad game work sim thing. And in the ba- yeah. and, uh, But it doesn't really stick with that. It sort of gets overexcited and switches to the uh, later stage of Portal-style weird plot about mm-hmm. uncovering the truth behind the weird apocalyptic scenario. I found an interesting game. I finished it. I think it's got uh, some good writing to it. I think I wish it would have uh, played a bit more up the hard space shipbreaker style uh, work aspect to it. I feel like this is yeah. just me complaining. Every game that's story focused doesn't have enough game in it for my liking. Yeah, like at a certain point, that's just a, a you thing. Not like a pejorative sense, but like your audio's going weird on me. My audio's going weird on you. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else is hearing that. Might be my weird yeah. Bluetooth headphones again. I don't know. I I was about to say I sound normal to me. But oh, that's that, oh, just... that just they that just fixed it somehow. Oh, okay. I was very confused. Uh, chat said it sounded fine, so it must have been your your headphones. Okay. See, I can't um, really spare the USB ports anymore since I got this fucking uh, USB light. For did you spill water all over your USB ports like Nick did before a stream last week and now mm. the USB ports don't work anymore? Oh, silly, silly Nick. He'll have to uh, <laughs> do better than that to hold on to his Big Daddy title. We gotta... We could, he's Big Daddy now? He's a large father? Oh, no. I don't yeah, like any sure, of this. why not? I don't like any of this. Um, oh, Nick said the ports work now. Well well done, Nick. Uh do you do you recommend Lone Worker to folks though? Like, is it? I'm assuming it's pretty short, right? Yeah, it's a short one. It's worth checking yeah. out if you if you've got the spare money hanging around. I think it definitely flew under the radar. Yeah, and uh, there's like some big uh, name voice talent in there. I think Jason Isaacs plays a character. Oh, I know, I know him. He's great. Yeah. Uh, there you go, uh, Lone Worker. Uh, I have I have a the handful last, of games. The Last Worker. Oh, I was still thinking about Lone Fungus, if I'm being honest. Not everything can be loan. Not everything can be loan, especially if they're not in the especially if they're in the same room. If you are the last worker, aren't you technically the lone worker? Well, he's not alone because he's got robot pals. Oh shit! He's, it's like the MST3K thing. Oh, gotcha. Oh, are they nice? Are they charming? Like 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 yeah. Crow and the other robots? Well, yes. You have a Jason Isaacs voices a snarky robot pal. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I can get behind that. Uh, I have a I have a quick lightning round handful of games, and they are games that uh, carry the torch of very specific older games or genres that aren't being made anymore. Oh boy! Um, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, the first is called Twenty Four. Okay. Wait! 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 List. Let's just close that fucking tab now, shall we? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. The fucking pe- pineapple on pizza music just started again for no, for no reason at all. The pineapple I, on pizza music is very good. I wasn't even clicking on the browser. Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> Nick, uh, Daddy Nick says, I hate you so much, Yahtzee. Yahtzee's not doing this on purpose. I don't think he wants it this. It won't happen. happen again. I've closed the window. People think you opened up a website from 1996. Uh, the first game is called uh, 24 Killers. 
and it is uh, ostensibly a spiritual successor to the old uh, Love Delic games, including Tulip, which we mentioned last week, and Moon. Uh-huh. Um, it is uh, very a very charming, warm-hearted, surreal uh, adventure games uh, about you existing in this strange realm and making friends with everyone else in the realm. And if that sounds boring to you, you will hate this game. Uh, if that sort of weirdness sounds great to you, if you liked Moon or if you liked Tulip, I highly, highly recommend 24 Killers. Uh, came out a few months ago on Steam. Check that out. Uh, the second of the three games that uh, 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 channel older games is called Vivid Lope. It is a uh, it is a puzzle game that feels like a lost Dreamcast game, mm-hmm. and uh, it it. As you, uh, you need to, you're this little creature who needs to step on every square in a, in a strange shape. And it sort of scratches the same itch that those, uh, Sonic 3 slash Sonic and Knuckles kind of spherical puzzles. Remember like the, 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 the bonus rounds oh, where you yes, have to run around yes. the sphere and grab things. It feels like that combined with Choo Choo Rocket. Oh yeah. Um, the old style geometric puzzle stuff. Yeah. Sort of, sort of uh. Yeah, late stage Amiga sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, with a really great, um, just really great aesthetic. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of it. And then the last one, uh, more recent, is called Forza Popolo, with an exclamation point. Uh, and it is ostensibly a spiritual successor to Jumping Flash, which was a very strange early PlayStation first-person platformer um, where you played as this robot frog and you uh, you would sort of navigate these 3D stages doing first person, jumping high into the air, and then looking on the way down platforming. It is kind of uh, nauseating a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. but as someone who really liked uh, Jumping Flash as a kid, uh, Forza Popolo um, carried that torch in a way I really appreciated. Jumping so, in the air and falling down platforming makes me think of, ah. Oh, it's a little, yeah, a little bit like, ah. I quite like Ah. I played that Do in I? VR and it's pretty good. Well, you have to sort of sit with your head between your legs and look down at the floor the whole time. Yeah. It's fun to it's fun to say also. Ah is very fun to say. Yeah. I should play that one of these days. Uh, okay, well, since you rattled off a few, mm-hmm. uh, I played a bit of Planet of Lana. Nice. Okay. Which is a sort of side on small child scary world sort of game that's yeah. uh, deliberately trying to evoke another world yep but with more of the modern sort of as i say small child theming uh didn't mm. see it through but it seemed quite interesting sort of went off it when the story sort of dropped out in place of sort of repetitive avoid the black monsters puzzles that kind of just get yeah. annoying and i bring it's it a really up nice aesthetic every- because every t- and I bring it up because every time I see the title, my, my brain goes, "Lana is anal backwards." Uh, I feel like I thought you were going to say, uh, "Yell Lana" like from Archer, but no, it turns out no. Lana is anal backwards. Um, so, there you go. You know what? You know what it does. If you leave a Steam page open in the browser, then you know how it automatically goes from screenshot to screenshot. Thing. When it comes back around to the trailer, it automatically unmutes it. Unmutes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, I'm, I've been opening up Steam pages, throwing links in here, and I haven't been screamed at yet. Yeah. But I also close the links as soon as I put them in here. Yeah, that's what's happening. So, that's, uh, so I opened up links to all the things you posted but, uh, to see what you were talking po- about. They all poison you? Yes. Um, 
Speaking of uh, games similar to uh, Planet of Lana in terms of sort of a uh, small child in a scary world. Oh, you about to uh, bring did... up After Us? No, I was going to bring up Bramble the Mountain King. Oh, well, I guess we got two small child scary world games to what, talk tell about. It, I, I, I don't even think I know what After Us is. Tell me about After Us. After Us was another seriously under the radar game where you're like this small magical child in a ruined post-apocalyptic world and you have to bring all the animals back. I've, and while oh. avoiding the darkness it's very very oh, no. s- standard sort of you know doom scrolling ecological themes sure sure we're getting more and more of those games where it turns out the darkness is uh man-made that yeah. we've ruined everything which is pretty fitting if i'm gonna be honest uh, uh so yes you had you you had some game i'd never heard of yeah, Bramble uh Bramble the Mountain King is uh it's like a Nordic folktale about a little boy trying to make it through um you know like a little like a little small like a small like a little minish uh trying to make it through the 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 world um but the world is full of genuinely terrifying like folklore monsters uh and the game has this uh, kind of almost like a claymation aesthetic to it uh but like Good God are the things that appear and chase you, like genuinely terrifying looking, like these like g- this giant drowned body from the river that's like a Nordic like river witch or river spirit. Um, so it's one of the few sort of small kid in a spooky world, run away, solve some puzzles games that is actually scary to me. Because like just the way they they frame certain reveals and like the actual creature design and part of that like tangible tactile claymation feel to it uh makes the things out there like genuinely spooky so well, claymation um, was always just spooky in itself like you turn on the tv when as a kid and some weird eastern european animation would come on yeah you're like oh you don't belong here why why are you here yeah. you're freaking me yeah, out parents let you watch it because hey it's a cartoon and you like that sort yeah. of thing <laughs> yeah what could possibly go wrong here and, like, and oh, it no, turns out it's fucking stuff. cat with hands or something yeah oh what's it's what's a, cat with hands i do not recommend looking it up uh, I don't like that cat with hands. Sounds spooky. That shit'll freak you out. Cat with hands. Cat with hands sounds uh, sounds very spooky. Uh, you we mentioned sort of first person uh, walkabouts earlier um, and photography games. There was a game called Interior Worlds that I really liked. It yeah, is a first person photography that. game set in the back rooms. Uh, if, uh-huh. if folks know about the back rooms, uh, Interior Worlds uh, again takes that photography concept that I really like, but sets it again in somewhere scary, which is what um, kind of the other games haven't done. And it's not photography like Fatal Frame where it's your weapon; it's you know literally trying to to um, photograph a, a very spooky liminal space. And so uh, oh, I only... see that. Yes, uh, I see from the screenshots they have a Silent Hill brand noise filter over the game they they do yeah yeah which um i don't know if someone's getting sued for that i don't know if silent hill can 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 own that kind of filter though can they i guess not yeah um, uh oh we've gone this whole time we haven't even brought up humanity yet we haven't no that was a great one that was one of the ones we were both talking about uh on the slack yeah, yeah. i played that for a while and in the in the vein of games continuing a tradition long forgotten by the rest of gaming it reminded me very much of lemmings yes except uh there wasn't a limit to how many lemmings uh went through so basically you just kept playing till you won yep it's uh yeah casey has a casey has a 3mr on it but it's uh yeah you play as this sort of like ethereal shiba inu 
godlike dog who has to guide massive swaths of humanity and random giants uh, across bite-sized puzzles uh, with like a handful of uh, different objectives and different abilities. Um, I think the game does a really great job of, this is another game that I think is, you can play in VR. And so it has like sort mm-hmm. of a VR component to it, but uh, developed by Enhance uh, Mizuguchi-san, the creator of Res and Tetris Effect. Uh, this game uh, got me in a, a, a pretty good flow state that I really appreciated. Yeah. And the, the vibes of this game are impeccable. The idea is there's this like queue of humans walking through the level, and yep. you, as the godlike dog, oh, that's just the same letters but in the reverse, isn't it? God, dog. like, oh, there's something there going on. Go. Did we solve the mystery? So you put like little tiles on the floor that makes the humans jump or turn or mm-hmm. a couple of other things. And uh, using these, you guide them to the exit. It's, you're like uh, the Messiah dog. You're like Moses yeah. leading the people through the, the through the Dead Sea. Yep. And, Moses uh, the dog. As I say, it's interesting to see that sort of game because, you know, Lemmings is a very unique gameplay style, but we see it so little these days. Yeah, that's, uh, like you said, you can add that to the sort of carrying the torch of... of genres or franchises that really don't exist anymore and you can tell a lot of these games i'm assuming you know the developers kind of grew up on these games and and it meant a lot to them in their formative years and so when they decided to start making games they were like "Ooh, this is something uh this is something i could do anything Uh, else you wanted to bring up or shall we like like, go to super chats yeah let me uh let me bring up one more okay that i really like it's two dollars it's two dollars it came out a few weeks ago it's called froggy's battle and it is a uh, it is a small action roguelike where you is set in a small circle and you play a skateboarding frog mm-hmm. and it is uh, roguelite loops that last like four to eight minutes. I'm not very good at the game. Uh, it is uh, it is delightful though. And anything that costs two dollars, I will try. No matter how shitty your game is, if it costs two dollars, I will buy it. Huh. So that is my secret. Have you Froggy's again. battle. Every now and again, I go to itch.io if, if I'm bored and just uh, look for games that will just play in browser and that's are free. So I can just play like these like micro game concepts you've come up with. And I swear I saw something like this on one of those ones where you went around the outside of a circle. I can, stuff. I, I, I can imagine it might even be the same developer who like, you know, threw it on there a little while ago and then polished it yeah. up enough to, you know, sell it for a dollar ninety nine. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot of super chats, and I'm sure a lot of those will um, oh, lead yes. us into into more games. So. Yes, 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 yes. Better get started on those. Just hang on, just scroll to the top. Uh, my me. Da, 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 my da. very first thing that I've been keeping track of is uh, Verminator in early access, and then Jack okay. Manson with a final. Well, you better start then, because I've lost at the top. Oh right, again. Uh, Verminator, welcome to early access. Uh, reminder: early access folks can watch Adventures Nigh season three premiere right now. It'll mm-hmm. be available to everyone on uh, Saturday, but this entire season, uh, members get obviously every episode a week early. So check it yeah, out. You can watch it right now and don't sleep on this one. It's a hot, hot season. The one we filmed in uh, person. There's some crackling energy at the table and some really well, really storylines you'd think were really well thought out, uh, but uh, which obvious, but which were obviously improvising the whole way through. So yeah, very, I saw. You'll be very impressed. Everyone uh, in chat and Discord uh, unanimously have loved it. A couple of people have said, like, how much do you guys plan this out beforehand? And I find it really funny because I'm like, 
None of it. Jack tries to. Yeah, Jack tries Jack. to plan. Like some sessions, he was we he had to stop so he could work out the next few bits. Yeah, and then there'd be like, all right, you had we need to take a day off in between recording because I need yeah. to figure out what to do because you guys have ruined everything. And we didn't know shit ahead of time. No. We just yep. we just showed up and got into the character. That was our exactly. whole job. Perfect. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, Jack Manson, $5 donation. I finally had time to play more games. Resident Evil 6, no longer my favorite game. It's The Witcher 3 now. Was Resident Evil 6 actually your favorite game before? Uh, did you only play Resident Evil 6 and no other video games before then? Is this like, is this the Boss Baby tweet? Guy who has only seen, only movie he's ever seen is Boss Baby, watches a second movie and says this has heavy Boss Baby vibes to it. I recommend Resident Evil 4. And I also recommend Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2. Pretty much any other Resident Evil. I recommend Resident Evil 7 as well. Oh, 7's good too. And 8. Pretty much any Resident Evil aside from 6. And 5. And 5. And Dead Aim. And (laughs) Dead Aim. And Survive. And any of the multiplayer ones. Uh, But Jack Manson, I'm glad glad you have a new favorite game. It's always good. Always good to grow. Uh, Dread Pirate Mittens. Welcome to Early Access, Dread Pirate. Uh, Japan 86, 10 euro dono. One of the games of 2023 that need more love is Oxen Free 2, in my opinion. Also mm-hmm. off topic, the song that plays at the end of every podcast, is it available on Spotify? It's a truly catching theme music. Uh, we'll have to ask editor Matt mm-hmm. about that, because Matt, I believe, is the one who um, adds the music for the audio versions. So I will ask editor Matt and figure out what that song is. I imagine it's royalty-free music. I, w- I saw we had Oxen Free 2 in for review, so I yes. tried to play Oxen Free 1 because I'd never played it before to see if it was worth checking out. So I started it and I just got bored of all the teenagers talking. Sorry. It is. It is um, a 95% story, 5% gameplay. And yeah, yeah, if you can't put up with teenagers. Although I believe Oxen Free 2, which I've not played yet, I'm excited to, centers on uh, uh, more adult characters, so maybe it'll feel oh. less teeny to you. Not wasn't quite so bad as my experience playing Life is Strange. Uh, I was like, nobody says hella unironically. Uh, Don't nod. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Life is Strange is just it's like f- French middle aged yeah. men writing. Yeah, right. this is how American teenagers. Teenage this is how English teenagers talk. We think. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think the uh, I think Oxford Free at least does capture the essence of teenagers talking. Uh, whether you want to hear teenagers talk is... Um, your I, guess I, I guess I just don't. I think you just don't, yeah. Which is fine. Uh, Shala the Prinny with a $2 dono. Games that Yahtzee loves. That's rare. That's not rare. You have a whole EP on it. Yeah, go watch that and then come back. And there's a whole short that was created off the whole EP. Yeah. That's cool. To that. everyone who says I hate all games. Yeah, go, go watch that. It was I specifically made that video to address people like you. Yeah, 
people like you. Uh, Rep Gam, though, I appreciate the. Or no, that wasn't Rep Gam. Whoever it was, I appreciate the donation. Thank you so much. Uh, Rep Gam, $5 dono. At work, can't stay long. Just wanted to say Pizza Tower should get more praise. P.S. Love you guys. If you say so. Guess you were a cow and chicken fan. <laughs> I feel like if you talk, if you call, say that to like anyone who's under twenty five, they're gonna be very confused and feel like it's an insult. Like, look at this fucking cow and chicken fan over here. Oh, Shallow the Printy uh, said slash J meant joking. Uh-huh. Uh, Shallow the Printy, you said Nick. I'm Marty. I'm not Nick. Nick is in the chat. We look. We yeah. we are like he's daddy though. Nick is daddy, yeah, and I'm boy. Nick is editor in chief. And yeah. Marty's uh, one of his one of the little calves uh, with their oh. mouth continually attached to his others. I'm I'm oh my god! I was just going to say I'm one of the Pikmin, but you you called me. Am I suckling at Nick's teat? Yeah. Yes, you are a suckling calf at uh, Nick's big manly udder. Uh, Slime McCossum says Marty's mommy. I think I'd rather be mommy in this scenario. You know what? I'd rather not be any of them, and I'm just going to go to John Connor. Hey, John Connor. Five Canadian dollars. Thank you so much, John Connor. Has Homebody been on your radar? Recursive horror puzzle game with some good characters, uh, but uh, by, you guessed it, the Dream Daddy people. Have you heard of... I've heard of Homebody, and I heard it was actually pretty good. It's by, like, the I, Game Grumps. I haven't heard of it, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, can, uh, bless you. It only came out a few weeks ago. Uh, bless you again. Uh, it only came out a few weeks ago, but um, I've heard, holy Moses, did you get my, I think you got my, you got my uh, allergies. That's not good. Uh, I got something. But yeah, Homebody, haven't played it, heard uh, nothing but good things. Very positive reviews on Steam, which is a plus. Um, I know, speaking of horror, Jesse just reviewed, um, ah, Jesus, the one that's like Sesame Street, the horror game, My Friendly Neighborhood. Yeah, My, my Friendly Neighborhood. neighborhood. I keep yeah. seeing that getting brought up. Maybe I should check that out as well. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's less. I was assuming because it's set. I, it's a horror game set in a Sesame Street, like the the the, the studio of a Sesame Street show. A, I, uh, mascot horror. Yeah. I assumed it was going to be exactly like Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, but you, you get guns. So at the very least, it's, it's like combat focused. Ooh, um, combat suddenly I'm focused. more intrigued. Guns. So, um, yeah, I've my decided. Pineapple on pizza, and then my friendly neighbor. That's my afternoon. What a day. What a day. Incredible day. Uh, old Hunter. $5 dono. Thank you so much, Old Hunter. Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, Mortimer, Mortimer Rafflesworth, Everwin Smythe. Lovely first episode of Ventures and I. Looking forward to Mortimer's Skull Diggery. Mm, mm, yes, it's, it's good. This season three is going to be a good season for Mortimer fans. We, we've decided in retrospect, season one was Sigmar's backstory. Season yeah. two was Grindelwald's backstory. And season three is very Mortimer-focused. You might have noticed the title is The Liar, The Witch, and The War-Torn, right? I'm sure I don't need to tell you who The Liar is. Spoilers. Uh, it's you. Um, it's you Mortimer. Check it's out. Mortimer, who that- is an aspect of me. Uh, members, members can watch the premiere right now. Although I should mention um, that the Psyche season three might not necessarily be Mortimer and Sigmar. It's going to be me and KC, but we might Ooh. be rolling one-off characters. Incredible. I, I love it. I haven't quite uh, worked out the full details on it, but I suppose we will it. once all the money comes in. Yeah, if we don't hit the if we don't hit the funding goal, um, I I said on a stream a little while ago that everyone who was going to be involved in it, because someone asked, 
what happens if you don't hit the funding goal? I said everyone who uh, was going to be involved with it is taken out back and shot. Oh no, um, I don't want to be shot. Better donate. Well, you better, better get to that funding to goal. Save, to save my life. <laughs> we only got a week left to go. Uh, although, Chrono Trigger being your last EP would be, that'd be good. That'd be a fitting way to go out, so. Ha! Yeah. There's, there's I've got Remnant go. 2 in the works, and I'm oh, going to no. get it done before I get shot. <laughs> uh, vulgar display of gaming, five Australian dollars. Most underrated gem, in my opinion, of this year is not for broadcast. An FMV that was last game, year. That was not this year, but we're going to, you know what? Maybe you played it this year. I reviewed uh, it and, come, and gave it an award at the end of your awards. Come back when you've done your research, asshole. An FMV game uh, that's so addictive because of how you control the editing and censorship and its multiple paths tingles my giblets. Yes, I, I love know what it is. I've reviewed it. Yeah, but did you know that it tingles your giblets? 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 Is it yeah. not giblets? No, it's giblets. It's only giblets oh. of your John Romero or something. That's pretty good. That's so it was goof. an argument for a while when everyone was talking about jibbing in the original Quake. There was yeah. an argument of whether it was pronounced jibbing or gibbing. And obviously it's jibbing because giblets is pronounced giblets. But now suddenly I've been thrown for a loop by the way you just pronounced it. I, w- jibbing, that's the, the exp- exploding, right? Yeah, like, exploding like people exploding. into jibs, into little chunks of flesh. I like feel like, it, to me, quake. it sounds like gibbs. It's jibbing. Gibbs. Chat, you tell, him, tell him it's jibbing. Are you a GIF? No, GIF? I say GIF because it's short for graphics interchange format, not graphics interchange format. I say GIF. I do say GIF. Chipping. Oh, but anyway, move on. Very good. Uh, speaking of other other great games of 2023 that aren't released in 2023, Live Alive is on new consoles. You should check that out. We Love okay. Katamari Reroll. Oh, Excellent yeah, game. Good. Everyone should check out. And uh, Ghost Trick. Play those games. They're great. Uh, Fungus Finder. $5 dono. Are indie games implicitly more likely to be underrated slash worthy of more love? Uh, do you give the big companies... Uh, do you think the big companies get the same consideration that you give indies? Well, I suppose question. indie are by their very nature uh, under the radar and in need of yeah. more love. Especially with Steam being the shit fest that it is. Yep. So, I yeah, think... I suppose... This- I suppose like the, I play AAA games with a sense of I have to play this because everyone's talking about it and we need to get our opinion in to be part of sure. the conversation. And uh, when I play indies, there's always like this concern in the back of my mind. Is this not big enough? If I'd review this, is this going to get like 200k views and drop out of sight? Yeah. I also just feel like it's inherent that for I know for both of us and I'm sure pretty much everyone at the Escape is like, I, I don't know, I always root for the, the little guy, the... That's why, like, I like championing stuff like, you know, neon white and, and tunic. And I mean, I guess we've got the the uh, Patreons. So by in theory, we don't have to worry about number of views. Never. But you know. But but people are going to be curious about the big ones, so we gotta yeah. we gotta serve the audience as well. Oh, quite. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I personally think I'm I'm quicker to give the benefit of the doubt to an indie game than I am to AAA. See, it's funny. I'm kind of the opposite. I find I get bored quicker playing indie games because I know, you know, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to give it my full time or I'm just going to drop it. I think indie games need to impress me faster. AAA games have the advantage that I'm sort of obliged to play them. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Because there are so many others I could be spending my time on. If I'm wasting time on something I don't eventually review, then that's not efficient work. 
Yeah, I guess that is that's a good point. Is an indie does it feels like if you don't hook me within the first twenty minutes, then yeah, there's not a huge chance unless someone's been banging the drum about the game. There's a not a huge chance I'm going to stick with it. Uh, Doctor Zebra, five dollar dono. Still Thank you so much. The ones I'm at. I'm, what, what, what's, of, what's what's the top of yours? Uh, my first one is Alex Armstrong. Okay, we're about to get to a couple Alex Armstrongs, so I, I'm assuming we're there soon. Doctor Zebra, five dollar dono. Yahtzee, you're looking especially handsome today. Marty, you also look good, but today is Yahtzee's day. Why? Thank you, Congrats. you big f- shameless flirt. You like my yeah. salt and pepper silver streaks in my beard? It. Uh, oh my god, I'm I am getting crazy gray. It is wild. I feel like every day I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my god, this old man. Oh, the vagaries of time makes fools of us all. Oh no. Uh, Alex Armstrong, five dollars. This is Spider-Man Two. One. Is yes, this, you? this is me. I can jump Go in. Ahead. With the Spider-Man 2 coming out, do you feel that it'll be in the first game's shadow, or actually be better considering we got Venom, Craven, and maybe Goblin? Why does the fucking which villains it got change anything, Alex Armstrong? It's how it plays is what will uh, dictate whether it stays in the first game's shadow or not. I think I, I guess I the think first it'll game. Be fine. I think the first game had room for improvement. I think sure. the writing was a bit pants. I haven't seen much to change my mind from like the early gameplay oh, trailers. Oh, bit pants. That's yeah. I like that phrase. Um, so I guess that works yeah, more not... as a British euphemism because, of course, we say pants to mean underwear. Sure, sure, but it's just funny. It's like oh, that's a bit jeans. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I, I think the game will be fine. The first game sold like fucking gangbusters, uh, and this well, one it will was... as well. It was first party Sony, and it was Spider Man. So it could and it was near the end anything. of a generation, and so it, it had and it had Disney and Marvel behind it, so it could hardly do anything less than yep. Gangbusters. And it uh, was a perfectly good game. I'd like just to add the extra spice, although I guess yeah. that's not quite so necessary these days. Insomniac is very reliable. Uh, so is the, I'm. Isn't that think the problem sometimes? Oh, like you get yeah. uh, you you get uh, resting on your laurels. Yeah, and also you know, reliable makes me think bland, mediocre, just doing the job. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this game, Sunset Overdrive, but it's the most uh, underrated AAA game of the 2010s. So I think I think it's something will be fine. Mm, counterpoint. Were you making fart noises? Were you making pants noises? <laughs> Get these pant noises out of here. I'm a big Craven fan, though. I like him because he wears pelts and he hunts. He, he does urban hunting. So this well, is the year of the Craven. No business surviving a one-on-one fight with someone who's got superhuman strength is the thing. Maybe he will get the symbiote and we'll have Venom, Venom Craven. I mean, it would make sense as left. a character if he fought sort of guerrilla style. Like he doesn't actually get into a one-on-one fight. He just sort of snipes him with trank darts from afar. Yeah. Because that's, that's how an inferior force that can't stand up to a straight fight can still battle a larger foe with guerrilla tactics. This is true. That's how it works. Um, yeah, this is the Year of the Craven, though. There's a Craven movie coming out. Holy oh, smokes. God. Year of the Craven. Also, this is a big day for games. October 20th, Spider-Man 2 comes out and Super Mario Wonder. And Mario turns into an elephant in that game and Craven hunts elephants. Think oh, about geez. that. I wonder which one I'll be spending my time with. Trick question, it's Spider-Man 2. Why not Mario? <laughs> what? What? Just what? What? Well, it's, it's not it's not 10-pole Mario, is it? It's just another 2D one. 
this is this is your anti-Italian sentiment is uh, not welcome here. On. Dimitri gives five Canadian dollars. Says this is the most wholesome, slightly something else I've heard in a while. Take this money for the feel-good vibes. Two Dabarella smileys. I just accused him of hating the Italians, so it got less wholesome there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then there was all that business with sucking on Nick's teats, which uh, we which we probably shouldn't bring up again. We also kept calling him Daddy, which is weird. What's going on there? Well, I don't feel was, like those two. It was it was still vaguely normal at that point. Yeah. Anyway, Squirtle Squad four twenty gives five dollars and says, "I know RTS games aren't your guys' cup of tea, but AOE four had an awful launch last fall. Game wasn't done, but is in a really good spot now." Okay, Ooh, that information does not change any of my future plans. Thank you, Squirtle Squad. Yeah, it's it's t- we're just we're just two people, and we just don't have the time or patience or strength for RTS games. And to be honest, not a lot of folks on chat too. Like Nick, Daddy Nick is probably the biggest RTS fan. He's not even that big of an RTS fan. So our apologies. We're a small team. We can't cover everything. Well, who is a big RTS fan? A big nerd. That's who. Oh, the sweaties. Could it be yeah. the sweaties? Sweaty spaghettis. Them, them arty sweaties. Uh, Alex Armstrong comes back with $5 and says, Dead Space Remake should get more love. Even you, Yahtzee, said a game that failed the first time benefits from a remake and quality of life improvements. Well, it didn't exactly fail the first time, but I uh, take your no. point. Yeah. Yeah, I still I, I do think the Dead Space Remake uh, improved upon the negative points I had for the original, but it was always kind of held back by the fact that it is, at the end of the day, a remake. Uh, so yeah. it's hard to, hard to get that excited about. Which we've seen a lot of this year. We had Dead Space, we got Resi. I know, right? It's almost like everyone's run out of ideas all of a sudden. Oh, oh no. Corey Long, gives, pizza, Ooh, Corey Long gives $50. A deep Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. red. Oh my gosh. Deep red super chat, no less. And says, thank you for your dev diaries. My first Steam game was a success. And I know without your foul mouth guidance, it wouldn't be what it is. Looking forward to Starstruck Vagabond. Hope it gets the love it deserves. That's great. Yes. Nick, we should talk about that soon. I've uh, got a new build for you. Yay. Nick, video games. Daddy's got a build. Scat1620 gives five pounds and says, I think that the recent Hitman trilogy needs more love. Would you agree? Well, I I think it got plenty of love, Scat1620. Yeah. So that was a while back. We're talking this year, man. Uh, yeah, Hit, the Hitman trilogy, the World of Assassination trilogy, is, is uh, excellent. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. But yeah, it's it it sold quite well. It allowed them to to grow to the point where they're doing a James Bond game and a fantasy game now. Oh, so gee. sneaky spy activity in high class environments. What a what a wrench that'll be for the Hitman developers. How will they ever adapt? Anyway, B Pendragon member for 39 months in tip jar. And Thank you, uh, underneath that, he says, post dad gaming it up right now, playing Derail Valley while listening to you guys. Derail Valley? Don't think I know that one. Googling it. Googling it. Well, while yeah, you're doing it's, a big that, old train. it's a big old train game. Oh. Yeah. That's real dad game stuff, isn't it? That is Trains. absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. This isn't even like, oh, here's like an artistic take on trains. This is just big old train management. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's oh, only po- it's only it can only be post dad if there's actual you know fantasy stuff in there as there's well. There's you know? winches. You have to gas up the train. I don't even know if trains use gas, but you're gassing up the train. Oh my god, you're plugging in. Th- oh, what a depends game. on the train, doesn't it? 
the old steam trains had furnaces, obviously, but uh, you can have electric trains if you've got the cables running overhead, or you can have diesel-powered trains these days, I think. Also, Derail Valley makes it seem like something bad's going to happen. There's a lot of valleys in gaming, isn't there? A lot of valleys. Often, yeah, what's going on here? Often cozy game adjacent. Yeah, Monument Valley, Stardew, Stardew Valley, Valley, Derail Valley, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Disney yeah. certainly, Disney's marketing team certainly picked up on that. <laughs> Disney loves their valleys. Maybe you should change your game to Star Truck, Starstruck Vagabond Valley. Think about it. Well, I'm already slightly concerned by the fact that it has the same initials as Stardew Valley. I don't want to invite further comparison. No, it's fine. It's like the AC thing. There's plenty. There's there's uh, never uh, never too many games with AC, as we've seen in Assassin's Creed, Animal Crossing, right, Armored Core, right. and AC. Right, and Asheron's Call. That's too many games. Can't have too many valleys either. I'm curious no. now. I'm just going to search for Valley on Steam and see how many come up. There was a good. Uh, there was a game called The Valley, a first person game that came out like uh, six or seven years ago. There's also that um, Valley Peaks, that climbing game that Frost and I are really excited about. Valley, so, Stardew Valley, Disney Dreamlight Valley, Derail Valley, Everdream Valley, Train Valley World, Lakeview Valley, Train Valley, Red Valley, Valley Peaks. <gasps> Valley Peaks is great. Everyone Soul Valley. Valley. Oh, trying to cover a couple of bases there. Yeah. <laughs> Super Soul Valley. Sprout Valley. Uncanny Valley. Paper Valley. Quiet Valley. Sleeping Valley. Silly Fun Valley. Sacred Valley. Venture Valley. Yeah, uh, you take my point. Amazing. Pepper Blood, welcome to Early Access. Good welcome, to see Pepper you. Blood. Uh, a winged potato member for 15 months says, If Nick's a big daddy, does that make you all little sisters? Aren't we all little sisters at heart? A winged potato. Aww. Oh, Nick got, Nick got a new hat. I don't know if you saw. Oh, good for him. Back to Very being the exciting. hat guy, is he? Yeah, it's the same hat as before, but it's just oh, a new okay. a new version of that hat. TJ Carr gives $5 and says, If it's worth any consideration, Baldur's Gate 3 is based on the same rule engine as Adventure is Nigh, i.e. 5th edition. You can literally play Mortimer. Oh my gosh. Kind of doubt that, TJ Carr. Do I, do I get to con my way out of every single combat encounter? Somehow I doubt that. Yeah, I don't know if the game's going to be as flexible of a DM as uh, Jack is. Quite. Because I don't know if anyone is as flexible of a DM as Jack is. Odysseus. Jagaloons. Oh, quite. Odysseus Wolf gives $5 and says, I'll keep this short, but happy super chat. Now back to studying for the MCAT for me. Uh, what's the MCAT? Some sort of uh, fancy test? It's one of those things that keep coming up in the New York Times crossword where they need to fill four spaces with something. Medical college admissions test. <laughs> It's yeah. one of the crossword puzzle go-tos. There, there you go. You go. Uh, Chaos Chris, member for 37 months in early access, says, ah, it has been many months. Keep up the good work. Over Thanks, three Chaos Chris. years. Crazy. Pepper Blood comes back with 11.99 and says, yeah, Smog World is still my favorite book of all time. And the audio book is, Mwah. I still haven't laughed out loud as much as the gag after breaking Jim's nose if he still had one. Much love. I feel like a lot of people have been getting back to me about Mogworld lately. Maybe it's getting a nostalgia wave. Ooh. Because, of course, it was my first book. It came out in 2010, I think. Oh, that's a Actually, long time my ago. wife's been rereading it lately. Does that make you feel weird? A little bit. So one of my old yeah. comp copies, like, open on the couch. Yeah. Face down to keep the page like you do. But... I'm, you know, I feel a little uh, galled by it because I like yeah. to think my later books are better. But you know, 
Oh. Knock yourselves out, I guess. Yeah, going back to something you did uh, for almost what, 15 years ago at this point, that's uh, that can be tough. Yeah. People still really like all your old ZPs, though. I mean, we see through people People are obsessed with your old ZPs. So you were well, doing it's the right nature there. of the restless creative that we hate everything we've done that's older than six months. For a second, I thought you said the wrestler's creative, and I was thinking of like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, restless. Restless. Yeah, that, make, that makes more sense than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dr. Zebra comes back with $5 and says, if you want horrifying claymation, look no further than the mysterious stranger from the inv- from the adventures of Mark Twain. Enjoy the nightmares. Uh, oh, I'm sure ooh, we can like come up with all. more horrifying claymation than that. I don't like this at all. Also, when I just read Mysterious Stranger, my first thought was the, uh, the, the stranger, the salesman from Resident Evil 4. So I assumed it was him, the merchant, trying to sell various guns to um, Mark Twain. Okay. What are you boying? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where was I? Uh, we are uh, after Dr. Zebra is the dude who eats pianos, I believe. $2 dono? Yes. He says, I have several thousand $2 games to sell you, Marty. Oh, man. I do not have several thousand dollars, but I would like some of your $2 games. Uh, Jorth 87 gives 50 Danish kroner, I think, and says, have you looked at Jagged Alliance 3? It's turn-based combat with characters and a story, although keeping with its popcorn 90s action movie style. I've heard I good things. I haven't looked at it. I remember the originals, Jagged Alliance 1 and 2. That was uh, quite a niche game. And uh, it's got a very die-hard fan base, as I understand, that people who are playing Jagged Alliance 2 to this day. Yeah, it's a very people... unique sort of turn-based, almost XCOM-style combat build, which, which emphasizes sort of like the characters of all the different mercenaries you can hire. Yeah, I've heard. I know folks who've played it. I've heard. Uh, I've heard good things about it. Came out. Uh, it just came out like a week ago. Um, but um, yeah, sort of not my cup of tea. Speaking of not my cup of tea, but a game I'm interested in. Uh, we just put up a piece by uh, from the great Fran Ruiz, who writes for us on uh, Aliens: Dark Descent. Do you, did you know about this game that came out? Like a Yeah, I knew about it. I didn't try it because it didn't sound like fun, and I was offended that they ripped off the subtitle from the first Amnesia game. Uh, <laughs> and the game starts with an A, so it's A colon Dark Descent. Yeah. Uh, I, I put the piece in, uh, in chat. I highly recommend people check it out. It's an RTS, uh, but it sounds like it really leans into horror and almost dungeon, uh, Darkest Dungeon-esque sanity effects of like your squad like going fucking insane by the aliens like snatching them and then running through the rafters and stuff the game sounds way more interesting than i thought it's an rts so i'm probably not gonna play it but the game sounds really neat well i'll check it out if i get excrementally bored alex armstrong gives alex armstrong gives two dollars and says re code veronica is good too not gaiden or uc though umbrella Uh, corpse he means yeah veronica's good (laughs) I don't know how well Veronica holds up. It's got some bullshit well, design I've, to where they've, they've, there's, do... there's sniffs of a remake because uh, yeah. God knows they're <laughs> so, going to remake everything they possibly could before they're, they're before running they, out of runway. Before they need to come up with new ideas. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I think a remake could, could actually do that game well. Um, could uh, That game could benefit from a remake more so than um, some of the other ones. We'll see. The Piss Bandit, member for 24 months in bonus content, says, IMO, an unmourned dead genre, is the Mega Man-like action platformer. Too many puzzle, platform- too many puzzle platformers and not enough where you kill things and be cool. Well, I got good news for you because I think 30xdx is coming out soon. Literally, just I was I was just about to just about to mention that it's in early access. I think it's coming out of early access very soon, and it is a game that is Mega Man X to the bone. Yeah, I've played 20xdx, the first one of those. It's kind of fun. Yeah, a bit janky. Uh, I dropped it in the chat as well. So there you go. It is very much Mega Man. Uh, Capcom should just make a new 2D Mega Man game. What are we doing? Make a new Mega Man X. Mr. Arms and Legs gives two Canadian dollars and says, Did puzzle games die looking for adventure games? Well, there's plenty of those if you know where to look. And But, uh, you know, puzzle games have shifted to, like, detective games now. Yeah. Like Crime O'Clock. And shit like Storyteller and Viewfinder. There's plenty yeah, of puzzle a, games around. There's, a there's like, a, a a big indie scene in the puzzle games. Yeah. Um, you know, we had... Uh, what's it? There's, like, a interesting... Like, a really top-down 2d like a recursive one where you push blocks and then you can enter the blocks and it's little worlds you know the game i'm talking about have you ever seen like the animated gifs of the game no i have no idea what you're on about um uh yeah but i I haven't played it but through gif i think it looks very cool uh zaratha gives five r dollars and says i'm late so i don't know if this was called before but gravity circuit is a new very cool Mega Man x like game that needs a shout out salute don't forget the salute did you just answer the the previous super chat? Because that was great. Gravity Circuit. There you go. If you like if you like Mega Man X, apparently oh, Zaratha recommends Gravity Circuit. Yeah, I remember someone recommending that the other day. Possibly even Zaratha. Oh wow, it has, a, oh, it yeah. has very good reviews on Steam. Well, Overwhelmingly yes. positive. Oh, overwhelmingly. Yeah, I'm sort of my eyes are sort of jumping over when it says very positive. That sort of seems like the new average for me. You got to give me the give me the overwhelming. Oh. Semiotic Ghost, Patrick's Paradox, Parabox. That was the game I was thinking of. Patrick's oh, okay. Parabox. Miles Mann gave us four ninety nine and says, "Howdy, folks. Hope you're all having a great day. Just joined the stream. Have either of you played Slayer's X Terminal Aftermath: Vengeance of the Slayer? Ooh, that's a mouthful, Miles Mann. There's, it is. One of the Slayers feels a little redundant. Uh, I think it's it's as a goof. Uh, I have not. It's, it's it's I believe set in the same world as Hypnospace Outlaw, which I fucking mm-hmm. adore. Um, which was a game to where you sort of are a detective navigating like a faux '90s internet, oh, uh, yes. trying to find internet crimes. Which uh, I really love that game. This is a boomer shooter uh, take on that world. I think I have not played it. I know it was on Game Pass. Um, I'm not the craziest about boomer shooters. Like, uh, I know this year's had this game, and then uh, the well, there's certainly the a little. Uh, we're a little oversaturated with them at this point. Yeah, yeah. Did you play you? Did you review the Warhammer one or play the Warhammer one? Bolt gun. I played it. I didn't review it. Yeah, we're getting a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Vulgar display of gaming gives two a dollars and says not for broadcast came out on Xbox in March. Well. Oh. Um, Oh, whatever, vulgar display of gaming. And then Fungus Finder gives $2 and says, Follow up. Are shorter games more likely to be gems? Well, they certainly have less time to blot their copybook. 
But sure. uh, you make me think of Viewfinder and how it feels like the it feels like it needed a damn sight more. I think um, they can only be gems if they're highly polished short games like Portal. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, uh, fittingly enough, um, Frost's latest cold take is on uh, on this very topic. All right, then. Shorter, smaller games, not lesser games. Yeah, what's that meme that says, I want, shittier, I want games to be sh- shorter and shittier looking and made by someone who was paid a living wage? I could get behind that. Yeah, that's that a good. Great. That's a good slogan to get behind. I think that sounds wonderful. Uh, Alex Armstrong gives five dollars and says, "Want an indie game that impresses you? A rogue-like open-world TPS with ragdoll physics and allies and bad switching roles. Every new game called Killer Bean." That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of words. Killer Bean is a funny name for a game, though. Killer. Oh, do you do you play as you literally play as a Killer Bean? Killer Bean. I don't know what I was expecting, but dressed, there you go. Dressed Killer like Doctor Robotnik for some reason. Oh, Killer Bean's not out yet. Oh. Dressed like Doctor Robotnik. Well, he is. He is. Yeah, it's great. Coming soon. Soon. A procedurally generated story that changes every time you start a new campaign. Don't. Not too sure about that. Yeah, I don't. I'll I believe feel that, like that means it's really bad. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like I'm intrigued. Killer Bean, you're intriguing. Sounds a bit overscoped to me, but sounds like something might be worth checking out for the for the train wreck potential. Anyway, Dimitri gives uh, two Canadian dollars and says two dollars for the make Marty stop saying daddy fun. Well, I said it first, Dimitri. Let's not blame Marty for that one. Yeah, I've just been. I'm a, I've been on the receiving end of the daddy of the daddydom. I guess I'm uh, feel more comfortable saying it because, as a dad myself, I feel comfortable embarrassing people younger than me. Sure. Do you consider yourself a daddy? Well, uh, I think my kids are still at the dada stage. Gotcha. That's give them, nice. give them a couple more years. I'll probably be at the daddy. Probably more at the daddy uh, phase of uh, childhood. I think my eldest. Call is, you pop- I think my eldest is just about there. Does anyone call you Pop Pop? No, that's that's what you call your granddad. Oh, never mind. I retract my Pop Pop. No, I'm just Dada and Daddy. And Mr. Croshaw to you. Oh, no. Get it right. I'm not one of those dads, though, who would insist on being called Sir. That, no, that always confused weird. me. Yeah, the, the yeah. Dads who want their kids to call them Sir. So you know it's my like, boss. Hey, I know, like, I'm part of your essential support network growing up, but I'm putting a little wall between us anyway. Yeah. First name basis is weird, and Sir, Sir is weird. Yeah. You gotta find a nice happy medium somewhere there. Wesley Thomas gives two dollars, two Canadian dollars, and says, only halfway there. Quick, try negging again. Oh, you mean like by saying, oh, you've only got us to 61.55%. What a disappointment you all are today. I well, I guess you, I guess uh, none of you deserve SideQuest Season 3 then. You know what? It's been a tough year. Everyone's, everyone's, everyone's doing the best they can. The economy's, the, the economy's really impacting a lot of folks. Yes, Eggs and, are expensive. And you know what uh, industry is notoriously recession-proof? Entertainment. That is true. We just got, even, we're, this is bar, we're in the shadow of Barbenheimer. Even in the hardest times, we still want our bread and circuses. So if you want your adventurous, nice side quest flavoured bread, you'd better start ponying up. 
you get. We should sell Adventures Nigh side quest flavored bread. Think about it. How do you imagine that tasting like? Uh like a like a like a hearty rye. Okay. Thought you were gonna say like uh What's that Russian chocolate bread? What am I thinking uh, of? B- uh, b- uh, babka? Baklava. Babka. babka, yeah, yeah, the babka. It could be a nice babka. Yeah, I could go for a babka right now. Ijikar says adventure is rye. Pretty good. <laughs> there we go. Pretty That's why it was good. on your mind, I'm sure. Yeah. Eitor uh, Uribari gives 500 asses and says, oh, Hey guys, I'm- just catch the stream, but as a massive Chrono Trigger fan, the main release I'm looking forward to this year is Sea of Stars in August. Dare I suggest Yards reviews it as he's been replaying Chrono Trigger and SOS is heavily inspired by it. Love you guys. Well, not only is that game coming out, but I hear there's a very well-made documentary about Sea of Stars coming out as well. Oh my god. Yeah, the next uh, the next big old escapist documentary is going to be on the making of Sea of Stars. The big Looks old like what one. documentary, sorry? Big old escapist documentary? Oh, oh, I've heard they do good work. Oh my god, they do great work. They do great work. Nick also announced new hires. Oh my god. Good blood. Do you know who Good Blood is? He worked. He's he's part I of the team now. I couldn't even venture a guess. I'm sure he's literally, very talented. I think literally my favorite YouTube essayist. And I'm not huh. that's not lying. He's been my favorite YouTube essayist uh, for years. Has a oh. has a video on uh on the uh, religion behind Ocarina of Time and let me tell you, a fucking banger. An absolute banger. Well, perhaps I should check him out. Anyway, that was a that was a deep red super chat. So whatever arses are, five hundred of them are apparently a good investment. So thank you, Eito Ribare. Uh Bas Basion, Basie One, gives five pounds and says, Looking forward to Helldivers 2 and Risk of Rain returns this year. Well, They're making like- more Risk of Rain? We just played a Risk of Rain for game night. How are they doing more? Yeah, they're bringing out another 2D one, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Helldivers is funny because it's going from top down to 3D. All these games they keep they keep swapping perspectives. Yeah, Risk of Rain two was full 3D, and then apparently they 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 didn't like how that worked out, so they're going back to 2D for the next one. The Mario thing. Skelleboy three 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 nine one one gives ten dollars and says old news at this point, but what do you think of the I want shorter games with worse graphics made by people who were paid more to work less? And I'm not kidding, saying. Was this before you said it? Huh. Well, thank you for giving me the exact text. I was more paraphrasing it, really. Incredible. Yes, I'm fully uh, on board with that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're basically just describing indie games there. Yeah. Uh, that was that was great, though. That was very good timing. Uh, Jam on Toast 89 gives 499 and says, I noticed your Dida series protagonist has a very different personality than the others. Was this deliberate? You mean they're not a snarky... Dude who acts like a snarky middle-aged man. Funny, that. Yeah, I just wanted to... Well, I, I guess I wanted to write more uh, an ensemble cast for the Dita series. Ooh. So... That's fancy. Like, Alison, who's, I guess, starts out as the main character, is a very different sort of character to the usual... My usual protagonist character that I write. There you go. Anyway... Christian Hansen gives 279 Canadian and says, How does YouTube fame differ from other fame? Well, in my case, it means people recognize my voice more than they recognize my face when I'm out and about. (laughs) 
we still get i feel like every there's not a single chat that goes by that someone's like that's what he looks like yeah. he's been on camera a very long time oh did i ever tell you about that one time i was in the whole foods and i was at the oh. checkout and they were asking me uh, would you like to donate make a donation to charity and i yeah. ain't got time for that jeff bezos tax avoidance scheme so i said no like uh, damn the consequences damn the perception people have for me yeah then after i'd said that the dude behind the counter said wait a sec are you yahtzee crozier <laughs> and i was like ah some people call me that give me my receipt i need to go now <laughs> i'd recognize recognize that disgust towards charity anywhere yeah <sighs> Whole f- more Whole Foods need self-checkout sections. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Arms and Legs gives five Canadian dollars and says, is 3D platforming obsolete now? Always bugs me that AAA games have movement abilities but never have any true platforming in their games. Well, you could always play oh. Pizza Tower, Mr. Arms and Legs. Hey, tough. Yeah. Well, I guess 3D platforming specifically. I feel like every year we get a couple. Um, well, we 3D and platforming have never really gotten on yeah i mean mario is sort of the exception that proves the rule but they tried to do 3d platforming for a while in like 32-bit era like early ps1 but everyone sort of drifted more over to shooters which yeah gets along much better with yeah we've had um you know we'll we'll get the occasional the banjo the psychonauts the hat in time um there's always gonna be people who are inspired by those games making those kinds of things but uh yeah, I think ultimately it's kind of a niche genre. I don't think it's going to be going anywhere, and I'm assuming the next Mario game after Mario Wonder is going to be, you know, some sort of evolution, like we both think of uh, of, of Bowser's Fury. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm still I've still sparked. got money riding on that on the next ten pole Mario being an open world game. Yeah, because it's really the only way to build upon Mario Odyssey at this point. Feels like it, right? Alex Armstrong gives $5 and says, You once said in an LDO that you write protags that have a side of you. Is Allison included or any other characters in Dida or Jacques McKeown books? Well, I guess when I'm writing Allison, I sort of tap into my own uh, sort of sense of imposter syndrome that I get from being a high school dropout uh, who reviews video games for a living when I'm in literally any other professional setting. Sure. When you're, when, I'm in like uh, a, a, when you're angry at Whole Foods. Yeah, so when I'm in literally like any other sort of workplace. Like, and I am completely yeah. out of my depth here. Someone tell me <laughs> what to do. Uh, also, you missed Urbanum, and I think you missed it on purpose because you didn't want to accept the truth. Uh, Urbanum gives 10 PLN. So just a reminder, Marty, giblets are called giblets. Yes, they are. They're called giblets. I'm going to be honest. I already forgot. Is giblets what you said earlier? Or did you yes. say giblets? Yes. You, okay. you were the one who said giblets. And that's why I called you out. But I thought I thought it was the opposite. I already forgot. I erase everything that happened. It's fine. Well, you must fine. be getting senile to go with your silver I've hairs. been like I've been like this since I was a kid. I've had a bad memory since a child. I don't know what happened. I think I was dropped on several heads. I fell on my head as a baby. Fell off a climbing frame oh, when I was 18 months. Needed stitches oh. in the hospital. Oh, that's not good. Do you have a dent? I think I've got a scar if you shave my hair off. Though I've never checked. 
Because my question after the fact, like many, many years after the fact, while ruminating on this, was what the fuck I was doing as an 18-month-old on the top of a climbing frame. Sure, And perhaps yeah. my parents should have been, like, paying more attention. Slightly more attention, yeah. Anyway, James W. gives a thousand yen. Ooh, oh, my don't God. see those so much. And says, either of you folks play Paranormosite. Came Ooh. out with very little fanfare, but it's a super stylish and atmospheric horror, my favourite overlooked title from this year. No, I have not played that. Is I have it not. Good? It is it is on my list. I've heard nothing but good things. It's a it's a Square Enix game from a few months ago. Um that I've heard is very, very good, very spooky. The other Square Enix not the, not a Square Enix game, but the other um game that I'm lumping in the same genre. Uh that Oh, it's uh, a visual of, novel. Yeah, and the other one is uh Master Detective Archives Rain Code which is the uh, latest game from uh, the core team who made Danganronpa, which is supposedly very good. And you are a detective working with a, a Shinigami to solve Shinigami-adjacent crimes. Uh, both games I have, and I, I, I want to play both of them, but I just don't have time. Please give me more time. Oh, yeah. Are you done? Okay. Yeah, you almost um, had to play Danganronpa. You, you dodged a bullet there. Yeah. It's good thing we a had. Bullet. It's a good thing we had just, ranked voting system. Maybe American politics would have that as well. Uh, anyway, a superb owner, member for three months in tip jar. Thank you very much. Thank you so and, much. And uh, Mr. Arms and Legs gives two Canadian dollars and says, isn't Prince of Persia a 3D platformer? I think from like Sands of Time onwards, 3D platformers sort of veered more towards parkour simulators. Trying yeah. quite the same thing as the traditional platforming. Yeah, to me, Prince of Persia is more of like a... Um, I mean, action adventure, which is fucking everything. But uh, mm. yeah, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lump it in the same category as as the the banjos, the psychonauts, yeah, the whatnots. That's more sort of uh, your climbing sim of your yeah. yeah that's uh, your uncharted traversal sort of area. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically still a corridor. You just and which has kind of become a thing in some like Jedi Survivor has plenty of that. When you're, yeah. Yeah, there's no actual, the no actual challenge to it. You just point towards the next handhold and press jump. Um, a superb owner gives $5 and says, Just joining now, gents. What are your thoughts on the recent-ish Iron Lung film adaptation announcement? Keep up the great work. I hadn't heard. I mean, they'd have to extrapolate a lot. There's not a whole lot of story in Iron Lung. Yeah. Um, well, I guess there is, I, but it's it's like a micro game. You play it for like an hour. Yeah. Oh, it's directed and starring Markiplier, like the the YouTuber. Okay. So I guess with the writer's strike, movies are just being made by YouTubers <laughs> now. Uh, weird. Yeah, I honestly didn't. Uh, I didn't even know about this. Uh, and then Alex Armstrong gives two dollars and says, "Love your shirt, Marty. Hawaiian shirts for life." Thank you, Alex. Uh, I wore this specifically for you. I, I, went through a, I went through a phase of wearing Hawaiian shirts with my black trench coat because I thought it would seem like a an interesting contrast to express is, my quirky personality. That is a good juxtaposition. I just want to look like uh, Max Payne on a bender. That's my, my goal in life is to look like Max Payne in Max Payne 3 at his lowest. Well, shave your head then. Uh, I feel like my head is weird. I think my head would be so weird if I shaved it. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to shave your head and only then discover you have a weird-shaped head. Uh, I'm like 95% positive I have a weird head. Guess you'll be a hat guy for a while. Oh, no. Being the case. 
Oh, no. Nick, I have so many questions. Daddy. Daddy, I need that help. Oh, we were just scraping up on the edge of 62% for a while there, but oh. I guess this shower aren't going to get us to that point. So oh, we might as no. well wrap up the, the, the podcast. Thanks for listening to Slightly Something Else, everybody. Uh, my name's Yahtzee Croshaw. I was joined by Marty Sleever. Thank you, everyone. And, uh, yes, usual stuff for the rest of the week. What have we got coming up later today? Uh, Jesse, Casey, Hidden Gems, 6pm. Is Manual Samuel a hidden gem? Well, it's certainly been you. hidden from me, because that's the I first I've heard of it. I was 95% positive that Casey made up that game, and then uh, I Googled it, and it was real. And so we're going to find out if Manual Samuel uh, is a hidden gem. What's it about? Uh, I don't know. The art is uh, a skeleton, uh, two skeletons surrounding a boy who's waving in hell. I, th- man- I think the manual part of it, maybe it's a skateboarding game. Huh. Like he manuals. With the skeletons in hell? Yeah, may- he's like skateboarding in hell, maybe. Yeah, who knows? There's really no way of knowing. Uh, and then, uh, other than that, yeah, check out all the, all the, all the usual streams, all the usual videos. Um, check out, uh, Frost's, uh, second, uh, Stuff of Legends. Oh, yes, that came out today publicly. Yeah, it's on, uh, the, uh, a lot of you may have heard the story already, but it's a great story, uh, retelling of, uh, the famous EverQuest story about oh, yes. how there was an unkillable dragon in the game. Yeah, EverQuest uh, was kind of fucked. Uh, EverQuest was absolutely fucked. Uh, just linked it there. Everyone, uh, check out check out that video. It's it's uh, wunderbar. What All about right. you? What do you got going on? Well, I've got uh, zero punctuation, of course, on Wednesday, and uh, the members episode will be Dave the Diver. Which uh, Ooh. no, no, that's the members episode from last week. So that'll be the public episode this week. Yes, the public episode will be Dave the Diver. Uh, And the members episode will be Chrono Trigger, which was the winner of the vote between the uh, gold level premium subscribers. Yes, if if you're at the highest level of Patreon subscribers, you get to vote on what nostalgic game I ZP during the summer game drought. That's the real democracy. The more money you give, the more your vote matters. Well... The more money you give, the more disappointed you are when you're inevitably outvoted by weebs. Ah. Who very nearly voted for Danganronpa, as we say, but in the end, Chrono Trigger won with the nostalgia vote. What a great game. So you'll be hearing about my thoughts on Chrono Trigger on Wednesday. And then I've got uh, an extra punctuation dropping for everyone, dropping publicly on Thursday. This one's about... Uh, Bioware, Bioware face. face, yes, yeah. That's uh, related chestnut. to Final Fantasy sixteen, yeah. Yes. Why do some games really put the effort into some cutscenes and put no effort at all into others? And should we call them out more on that because it's kind of uh, breaking the immersion every time that happens? There you go. Check out that video. There we go. Uh, so that's it, and and of course. On Saturday, how could we forget the public premiere of Adventurers Nigh Season 3, The Liar, the Witch and the Warthorn, whose side quest you could be funding this very moment if you weren't such a bunch of cheapskates. Oh, look at that. We're up to 62.01% thanks to Skellerboy333911 who gave us $4 and said 462%. 
You're wonderful, I'm Skelly Boy. Glad some of you know how to follow instructions. I think you're all great. You're all doing excellent. But yes. getting through the day, that's all that matters. Dude, don't sleep on season three. If you can't, haven't got the time to watch through season one and two, watch the plot recap that Frost did. Watch mm-hmm. that very funny song at the end of it as well. It's a very good song. Because season three's good. like where it's, uh, we've, we've hit our stride, I think. You know how like Star term. Trek The Next Generation hit its stride in season three? That's exactly what we've done. I don't use this term lightly. It's a humdinger. Sure absolute is. absolute humdinger. You got a hum, it'll ding the fuck out of it. Oh my lord. Uh, anything else? What else is coming up this week? Or are we done? No, that, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That'll do. Everything. And we'll be that's back everything. on Monday with another slightly something else. We did it. I'm Yet to be all. determined. Proud of us all. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye. Till next time.